our new podcast, Real Talk with the Guile Group. I want to thank everybody who gave your name suggestions to us. There were so many to choose from, and Real Talk with Guile Group just sounded like what worked for us, and our team all voted. So thank you so much, and congratulations to Jen for uh, winning with her name suggestions. So um, just, oh, also, if you missed our last podcast, you can actually just go to our YouTube channel. The link is in our bio and check out the worst and best of 2021. So today we thought we would talk a little bit about what is happening in this market. We've had a crazy market for a while now, but in January, from December to January, our um, inventory has gone down so significantly that um, in Tualatin, we were representing a buyer just the other day. Mm -hmm. And that particular house had so much um, activity on it, so many showings. They ended up with over 10 offers on it, and it sold for over $100,000. I'm also talking to that same buyer. We missed out on that one. That same buyer, and we're looking at houses going anywhere from $100,000 to $150,000 over asking, simply because of our low inventory. So I just kind of wanted to mention to everybody who's watching, and because... We both represent buyers, but we also, of course, do listings. And if you are even considering selling, January, February is such a great time to sell. You know, I've talked so many times about how spring is now because the numbers that we see in March and April, which are spring, are are January, February um, going under market. Or going going on market, yeah. Not under market, going (laughs) off market, going pending. And so that um, January, February is such an important time. Low inventory for you as a seller means more money. It means we can spotlight your home even more than we would normally do or be able to just simply because of the low numbers. The buyers are out there and in demand right now and they are tired. Some of them are weary and they are ready to have their offers accepted and they're serious. So if you're even, sorry, even if you're even thinking about it, it's a time to be able to really capitalize on being able to sell. And then what do I do if I sell? Why would I sell? And you were going to talk a little bit well, about that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, first of all, I mean, I've got three buyers I'm showing houses to this weekend. So, I mean, people are definitely out there and yeah. it's tight. I got a, I got a call today and it was a little bit crazy. So I, I had a showing set up for tomorrow. Uh, the agent Ooh. called me today and he said that, oh, we changed the deadline to tonight. He said we've had yeah. so many offers and so much activity on the house because that it's, it's like... It's overwhelming to yeah. sellers, which yeah. we touched on a little bit um, in our last podcast is that, right. you know, it's it's overwhelming and we try and help minimize that and, and mm-hmm. working with the sellers. But that's that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was that was it's very indicative of what's going on in this market right now, which is it, it, is, it is crazy. I mean, we are seeing more stuff come on and, yep. and you, you're talking about December numbers when we did the last podcast. I didn't have the December numbers, inventory numbers out yet, but they they came out um, right after we did it. And yeah, we were 0.6 weeks in December, and I know for a fact at the end of the, the end of the year, we were below that. And that's the whole metro 0.6 area. 0.6 weeks. That's two. It's, little, it's two I, weeks. Two weeks worth of inventory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. two two weeks worth of inventory. Yeah. I've been doing this for 16 years. I don't I've, I don't think I've ever seen it like that. Yeah, I've been following, I've been tracking Which, MLS stats for seven years now, and it's never been that. Yeah, I, I feel like we're a little bit of a broken record when we talk about the fact that, you know, it's low inventory, things are crazy, but it's, it's really true. 
And the other thing that we're keeping our eye on, even with our buyers and having conversations with our buyers, we're keeping an eye on the fact that interest rates are going to creep up and they've already in the last couple of weeks yeah. come up a little bit more than, than they even thought yeah, they were going to. They, actually, last week uh, was a, a little bit of a rough week on interest rates. Uh, one of our lender partners gave us a call and let us know that, you know, looking at the stats too. And, yeah, they went up a quarter point last week, uh, up to 3.45. So... Um, you know, that's the highest we've seen uh, in, gosh, about 3.45. 3.45. Um, I don't think I've... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 3. just 4. sunk 5. in. <laughs> yeah. 3.45. 3. You know, um, what was it? You know, eight, 10 weeks ago, we were at uh, 2.5, 2.75. Yeah. You know, so they've come definitely come up a ways. But it, we almost put it in perspective, too. This is the highest they've been since oh. uh, March of 2020. Um, but still... There's even 3.45 is a historically historic means is a, is a, a low rate. The we were ta- yeah. we were seeing rates um, in 19. We were at about five. Yeah. So well, here's an old rate for you. <laughs> in 1987, yeah. when I bought my very first condo, I bought it FHA, and I got a nine percent interest yeah. rate, which is insanity. Nine <laughs> percent. But that was FHA, mind you, and I think rates at the time were like 13% for regular. So, yes, keeping it in perspective, yeah. so important yeah. I remember, to keep a perspective. I remember sure. my parents getting a second in, in like 1980. It was nuts. It was like 19% yeah. for a second. That's yeah. credit card So rates. when we say higher <laughs> interest, we do mean that. But yeah. people are qualifying. Our buyers, buyers are qualifying for... Um, these these loans and it's important it's it's all part of that package and the lower interest rate gives mm-hmm. you a little bit more buying power so yeah. i mean it is important yeah and i'm going to go over this more in the uh the, this week actually it'll be next week the uh guile report that i do i'll be doing a uh, year-end recap and then talking about interest rates more so i'll get into some more details there just about what they are and what it what it means for for uh, buyers yeah what it looks like yeah so and and to, to to talk also just a little bit about sellers when i've worked with sellers who's selling um we've worked with people for, who are relocating we've worked with downsizers and we've worked with people who just simply want to capitalize on this market yeah. pull some cash out and be able to downsize a bit um, and they're able to pull out cash. One particular buyer that we were working with, um, or sorry, seller, but they also were a buyer, ended up pulling out cash. We're able to put those cash reserves away for their um, son's college education and pay for that fully. So they had those funds set aside and be able to move on to a new house and still be in an amazing position. I know so that's really cool. It is really cool. That. I mean, yeah, it's their, really cool. Real, their financial goals. Their goals. Everything. And that was the thing. They sat down with us, they talked with us and said, here's yeah. what we are wanting to do. And we're like, okay, we can we can help you make that happen yeah. and we did and they're and they're happy with the outcome so that that's one way to be able to capitalize as a seller yeah. um, the other way is on kind of the, the thing I'm learning more about Tom really it's his it's really his area of expertise is the um, investment side of it to be able to not maybe sell your home but even pull out some um, uh, equity thank you yep Thank you. Words escape me occasionally. <laughs> what can I say? Um, so yeah, be able to take out equity so you could do it that way on your home. Or if you have an investment property already that you've had for, would you say, 10 years? Yeah, I've had it 10 years or so. So yeah, a couple different options. Like Vicki said, one of them, um, 
you know, you could pull equity out of your house and get a HELOC or something like that. And, you know, take a hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand dollars you can go out and buy a rental home, you know, go out and buy something like that. You can buy a home for, you know, $500,000 or so, and you've got some passive income, you know, so you're making your, your, um, your equity in your house work for you. But on the investor side too, and I, you know, I talked to a this lot of investors. Really interesting to me. Yeah. I talked to a lot of investors and everyone's like, oh, I'm really happy with where I'm at. You know, my, I've owned this property for 15, 20 years. It's working well for me. It's like, well, it is, you know, maybe, but there's also some opportunity there mm-hmm. because, um, you could take it, do a 1031 exchange. And even though property prices are higher, the thing to consider if you're an investor, you're able to write off, you're able to depreciate the, the house, the dwelling. You can't depreciate the land, but you can depreciate the dwelling. Most people, if you've owned that house 15 years or so, you've depreciated it all out or pretty close to it all being depreciated out. You're able to take that money, sell it, do a 1031 exchange, yep. restart your depreciation schedule. So, you know, I, I did some... It's food for thought. Yeah, it's something to think about. So, yeah. you know, you can do that, or you might take that money and buy two. You know, so now you've got two properties that are uh, both depreciating, so you've got a tax advantage under the depreciation schedule. Um, you've got, you know, new income uh, for, for properties out there. So, okay. you know, you kind of get have to get beyond the comfort zone of, yeah, my property's working for me. Yeah. What's a really smart thing to do? Well, maybe you could, maybe it's working for you, but you might be able to make it work better. You yeah. know, so that's something to Again, think about. food for thought. It's just, it's it's those ideas of trying to figure out if, if that's the thing for you to do if you want to sell or try and utilize yeah. this market and be able to get some equity out yeah. one way or the other. Just, yeah. you know, that's kind of what we're here for is for ideas and thoughts. We're, we see the ins and outs of this every day. So that's, you know, those are some of our, our top pieces that we have. Um, that's a little bit of our reality. Yep. No, realty. I never get that right. Realty versus reality. Yep. So that yep. was also another name suggestion that we had and we loved it. And realty versus reality, that's that's kind of what we're here to bring you. Um, and so if there's any subjects that anybody is interested in hearing about in our podcast, we would love to, to get those suggestions. So DM us or you can just comment below with suggestion ideas as well. Um, and we'd love to get your feedback on what you're thinking of the podcast. Thanks for watching our podcast today and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on our social media. Have questions about the real estate market? Send us an email at askgilegroup at or give us a call or shoot us a text.